Tony Khan did the promo talking about the big announcement next week. One of the most important announcements ever in the history. I would say this would be the most important. There's several different announcements. It's not just one. I presume they're going to announce CM Punk, right? The Chicago show and the new TV show. Because they're all the same. That's the debut of the new TV show. And the combination of all that, I don't know that they announced the new TV deal, but that will probably be announced, though, at the upfront. So it probably in some form will be acknowledged. It may not be the single biggest announcement, but it will be the most big announcements of a big announcement. Because it's not just, it's a big show, it's a new TV show, and it's CM Punk's return. All on June the 17th. Welcome to this very sleepy edition of the main, the, what is this? Oh, sorry. This is the main event talk podcast. I am, of course, the main event player, the super sea kid himself, uh, Furman Taurus, uh, Coming back at you. The, um, what, what am I? Huh? How's the, oh, right, right. The God, God, God among gods, uh, king among kings, uh, coolest, uh, whatever the fuck I say, walking God's green earth. We have a terrific show for you. Um, my apologies at this time, because I'm actually just getting up right now. So there's a lot we need to talk about. Uh, we have uh, things we got to talk about as far as, let's see. Oh, AEW having a new show out, which we will talk about uh, later on. 
several big events are going to be happening next week on the Main Event Talk podcast, which we will be talking about right here. Uh, and also, let's see, is there anything, anything I can think of? Uh, some stuff, oh yeah, some stuff about CM Punk and uh, Brian Alvarez. And you'll hear it from not just myself, but from uh, from from the 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 guy with the tennis racket. What the fuck's his name? Oh, right, right, J- uh, J- Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. My apologies. I'm trying to. I as you're hearing this recording right now, and trust me when I tell you, I was gonna use. I was gonna go ahead and use the microphone, right? I was going to go ahead and use the the little headset that had the microphone attached to it. But it seems that I've had some people tell me that uh, we could barely hear you. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I had a chance to you know hear, hear the episode a few days ago. Because I, I usually li- just let people listen to it. And I listened to it only a couple of times. When I listened to it, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Yes, that was me yelling. Well, that was me, you know. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm pretty tired. I've had a, I, I've had a pretty rough week. Past couple of days, been working, you know. I usually get up at a certain time, but I'm looking at the clock. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm late. Well, technically, it's Saturday, so I'm not really late anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, so I um, I decided to go back on this, um, on using my phone again until I can find an appropriate microphone to use where not only is it loud that you don't have to listen to the background too much because that's what I've been trying to avoid. Because uh, the last few times when people listen to my episodes, you always hear the background noise all the time. So if I were to get a microphone with a working headset, I could be able to get my podcast going in the right direction where I can go ahead and say whatever I want and get it out of the way, right? And then make sure that there's no background noise at all. If you hear it, damn it. If you don't, awesome. But anyways, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about the new show that AEW is going to be producing, which is a big mistake. we got some stuff we need to talk about in regards to uh, several big events happening next week. Oh, and while I'm thinking about it, uh, next week, and I'll mention this right now, next week on the Main Event Talk podcast will be Memorial Day weekend, but it will be a two-part episode. We're going to have one episode released on Friday and another that's going to be released on Saturday. Here's why. Because, and just to go ahead and get this out of the way, on the first episode, which will be part one of Memorial Day weekend, we're going to talk about uh, the the Under Siege and the Night of Champions event that will happen on that day. Okay, we're going to talk about that. 
And then the following day, we're going to talk about both NXT Battleground and Double or Nothing, which is shaping up to be one hell of a show. So we're going to be talking about that for next week. And also on this episode, we're going to talk about all four of those events and what matches have already been put together and what matches to expect next week on Memorial Day weekend. So there's a lot of stuff going down. Today's going to be pretty much, uh, it's going to be a take it easy show. That's what, that's what it's going to be. That's, that's what it is because right now there's really nothing to talk about uh, other than what I just mentioned. So let me try to get myself up. Let's get you some music and we can, uh, let me see if I can, can I move this? Yes, I can move this. Awesome. Okay, uh, where am I? All right, uh, let go, let's go ahead and get you some music rolling. Oh, by the way, uh, this new music, by the way, you have to check out. And I was listening to it the other day. And uh, apparently this band has been out for a while. I've never had a chance to, uh, you know, I've always been, and you know me, anytime when I like to listen to some new music and anytime when I like to listen to something that's just out there and it's something that's happening today that no one's heard about, I figured why don't I give my audience an opportunity to listen to this band? So let me kind of... Let me kind of give you a brief detail. Okay. <coughs> so there's this band out called Eyes Wide Open, right? And it's funny because normally when I would hear music, when I hear new music, uh, I would watch something like Uranium or Fuse or, or any of these music channels that were out, right, a long time ago. And I would find out who, what band, and everything else like that. This band I found on Instagram, which is incredible because I think that's a smart move on a lot of people's part, especially with all the musicians out there. So they get their band. They post it either on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and you find them. And there's a one song that kind of sticks out. And it's like, wow, that sounds incredible. It sounds fucking awesome. So, I had a chance to listen to a song called We're the Walking Dead, right? It was a damn good song. You know, I was just blown away by it. I, I couldn't believe what I was listening to. This was like, this is a new song, and it came out apparently, uh, it was like several months ago. And I don't think the album has been released yet. This band's been out for years, you know, and I I think they have like three or four albums out now, so I haven't heard any of the albums, but I'm I'm very intrigued by what they have to offer, so it should be interesting. So while the main event gets himself composed and everything else like that, you go ahead and listen to this song and tell me what you think, and we'll get right back to the wrestling action. So... Uh, I think I'm done. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, what? what? Uh, oh, for the love of God, press stop already.
questions in regards to this show, all you got to do is go over to my email address at themainevent1977 at gmail.com. That's themainevent1977 at gmail.com. And whatever question you have, the main event will be glad to put it right here on the Main Event Talk podcast. And it could be any question that you want to ask. That's themainevent1977 at gmail.com. One more time. The main event, 1977 at gmail.com, and you'll hear it right here on the Main Event Talk Podcast. Okay, guys, welcome back to this very special sleepy edition of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Okay, as you can tell, I'm back to uh, normal. I'm out of bed. I'm out of bed because... As you heard me in the, oh, and, and let me go ahead and get my, get the introduction out of the way, the way it needs supposed to be done. I am the main event player, the super sea kid himself, Furman Taurus, coming back at you. The god among gods, the king among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch, walking God's green earth. Okay? Now I'm awake and refined. Okay, so, um, there's a lot of stuff we gotta talk about here. So let's, um, as you heard right at the very beginning of the show... Uh, well, uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened, an announcement that took place and everything. So, the announcement took place this past Wednesday night. Now, before I tell you exactly what... Now, I did a little recording. I did a little recording before, uh, because I think this was around Wednesday when I did the recording. And I, uh, I had heard about the announcement before the actual announcement, which unfortunately would be the same would take place. So let me go ahead and um, play the recording that took place on Wednesday right before Tony Khan made his announcement. And then I'll give you some more details on the whole thing. You'll know about what the new show is and everything. It's going to happen on Saturday, June 17th. And the main event's going to be, well, I'm going to be looking forward to seeing how this goes. Okay, so with that being said, let's get to the recordings that took place a few days ago that happened on Wednesday, May 17th. Wait. Yeah, May 17th. And you'll see exactly uh, what I'm talking about. Let's go ahead and play those recordings right now. Okay, so the recording begins. Um, while the announcement was put out, uh, as this recording is taking place, is happening on the 17th of May, and this episode's being released on the 20th, right? And um, our worst fear, unfortunately, is coming true. Yes. So, Tony Khan has went ahead and made this announcement. So, I'm on their website. Well, I'm not on their website, but I'm already Googling everything that's happening right now. Everybody is talking about it from Bleacher Report to uh, Verity and Digital Spy Wrestling uh, Inc. and everything else like that. So, let's get into what we need to talk about, shall we? Okay. Uh, Well, uh, (laughs) okay, that's not exactly what I was looking for, but I want to talk about that particular subject in a moment. Okay. Let me see. Uh, you know what? Let's try something else. Let's try something else here. Uh, can we find the location of AEW? Can we? Because I want to. I want to read into that a little bit because this is a bit interesting, considering the fact that this has been something that uh, 
we've all been wanting to know about for a while. Can we find that? It's funny, I can't find AEW. Hold up. <clears throat> now, as I mentioned, I think I, I think I may have said this already, but just in case I didn't. AEW's collision is coming up. And it's coming up real soon. Okay, let's see. There's that. But where is the website? Here we go. Here's the All Elite Wrestling website. And uh, I'm looking into the website right now. Yes, I will accept it here. Now, it says here, uh, talking about the AEW Dynamite. And uh, there was also some news here. Here we go. This is the news that I was looking for. Okay, so. AEW Collision coming on Saturday, June 17th, which will happen on uh, 8-7 Central on TNT. And I got to tell you guys, um, I'm not exactly, well, I'm not exactly thrilled with the idea because, listen, I, you know, I, you know, let me, let me, let me kind of, let me read into this a little bit more before we get into uh, anything else that we could talk about. Because this is something that kind of... Okay, so this is on the uh, TNT website. TNT website. TNT launches a second night of wrestling with AEW Collision. Now, I'm reading a statement right here. TNT launches a second night of wrestling with AEW Collision and featuring headliners... Thunder Rosa, Miro, Samoa Joe, Joe, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Andrade. Andrade Ilio. It's been a while since we saw Andrade. As a matter of fact, he showed up over here. Uh, Saturday, no, not over here, but you know what I mean. Uh, Saturday, June 17th. Now, here's what it says here. New York, May 17th, 2023. TNT launches his second. I don't know how many times I've said that. Uh, TNT has launched a second night of professional wrestling with a new tentpole series. Now, and I'm and I'm not lying. This is tentpole, uh, T E N T O the P O L E series. AEW Collision on Saturday, June seventeenth. It was announced today by Kathleen Finch, Chairman and Chief Content Officer of U.S. Networks Group's Warner Brothers Discovery during the company's 2023 Upfront uh, presentation at Madison Square Garden, which I believe, I believe that took place, uh, that's what took place over there. Uh, Let's see, at Madison Square Garden in New York City. This live two-hour in-ring show will air every Saturday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and feature more wrestlers, more stories, more action, more super super surf fans, AEW Collision. will feature headliners including Miro, Samoa Joe, Thunder Rosa, Powerhouse Hobbs, and the return of Andrade. I, I actually added that. It says Andrade, but... I'm adding the return of Andrade because we've not seen Andrade in I don't know how fucking long. Uh, Let's continue on here. It says here, in only four years following the launch of AEW Dynamite, 
AEW's footprint has more than doubled across TNT and TBS, along with AEW Dynamite, Friday Night's AEW Rampage, which I still say needs to go, but let me continue on. The recent follow documentary, AEW All Access, and now AEW Collision, TNT, and T- <coughs> sorry, <coughs> and TBS. The best matches, most entertaining moments in professional wrestling today. AEW has reached 23 million total viewers far uh, so far this year across all of its shows on TBS and TNT. Okay. Let me let me kind of stop right there. There's a little bit more to it than meets the eye. So they've reached, let me see, what does it say? Uh, 23 million. Okay. So I'm guessing 23 million from, from the beginning of 2019 when they first started doing Dynamite all the way down to this year. Okay. Now, while I'm happy, and I'll, I'll admit this, I'll admit this right here, right now, I am happy that the fact that they are getting a decent show. But it doesn't exclude the fact that Dynamite is not doing good. It is not. Look, despite that you got 23 million people watching this, you don't have 23 million a year. Maybe years ago, maybe years ago when wrestling did see 23 million people watching at homes and everything else like that. Hell, 33 million people were watching Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan, the rematch from WrestleMania on the main event. Let me continue on here. Okay. It says, let me see here. Uh huh. 20 minutes. Uh, we're doubling down on wrestling with AEW Collision, which gives fans two more hours every week, said Jason Sar- Sarlanis? Sarlanis, I believe, uh, President Turner Network's ID, HLN, Liner, and Streaming. AEW's roster of talent has expanded so quickly that we felt we felt it needed another night to bring our audience the ep- with our audience the epic rivals unforgivable uh, unforgettable matches and stars they love to watch adding collision to our programming mix on TNT will allow us to satisfy the massive demand we've felt from our hardcore fan base and be the ultimate com- ultimate complement to AEW Dynamite on TBS. Let me continue on here. With the addition of AEW Collision on TNT, I'm extremely proud that a Turner Network will be the home of Saturday Night Wrestling for the first time in more than two decades. Said Tony Khan, CEO, GM, the head of creative of AEW. That's what it says there, folks. 
The debut of Collision is significant across numerous sectors, including television, wrestling, entertainment, sports, and reinforces AEW as a bold property we envision when we launched in 2019. Collision will deliver live every Saturday night more of its fans and viewers tell us that they want athleticism. No, they don't. Big personalities. What personalities? Exciting storylines. They haven't hit anything yet. Hard-hitting wrestling action. Well, it's hard-hitting, but unfortunately, none of it is wrestling action. All of which have become synonymous with AEW. And let's see, it's about TNT, uh, AEW, da, 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 da. okay. Okay, so that's all that I've read right here as far as what I need to know. Okay, so the Collision Show is supposed to happen, okay? Now, as this recording is taking place, this recording, you're, you're hearing this on the 20th of Saturday, okay? Now, this recording is happening on Wednesday, May 17th. Now, this announcement... Had took, took place just a few hours ago, and I'm passing along this information to you as this is taking place. Now, Tony Khan supposedly have this huge announcement, supposedly he made. Now, this announcement, we don't know about what it is just yet. Now, rumor has it, and let's see if we can get back to this next part right here, because I've uh, looked into several parts right here. Okay, AEW. Let's get to the collision part here, if you will. Okay, now. All right, so here's what I see. All right, the collision uh, to collision debut on June 17th. This is from uh, Bleacher Report. Okay. Okay, now it shows... It shows a poster. It has everyone on it, including CM Punk, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's cool. That's fine. Okay. Now, obviously, it has... And I know some people have been asking me, and I'll... Um, hmm. See if I could read this part here a little bit. Can I read that uh, that statement right there, please? Can we open it wider? Oh, we've already read that. Okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. I've already read that. Okay, so... Well, I'm trying to see about something in regards to uh, CM Punk to see where we're going with this whole situation. Okay, so this is the thing. Now, Tony Khan, like I said before, Tony Khan has made this announcement already, all right? has made the announcement about AEW Collision, all right? Now, supposedly, there's a, supposed to be a big announcement to happen. Now, we don't know what the announcement is, but we are sure to know what the announcement could be. It could be the beginning of the Owen Hart tournament. That could be one of those things. It could be the return of CM Punk. That could be one of them. There's a lot of different announcements that we've been getting about this whole thing. Now, 
Let me give you my thoughts on this whole stupid thing. Because I'm calling it a stupid thing because it's exactly what it is. Now, 23 million people, right? 23 million people are watching AEW. That's how many people have been watching AEW from 2019 all the way down to 2023. Now, this is not exactly drawing new viewers, okay? It is not. Now listen, the past few weeks that we have checked out Dynamite, and I and trust me, I've checked out Dynamite. Dynamite can be good from time to time, but Dynamite can also be a terrible show. I can guarantee you that right now. And also, let, 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 me, let me tell you exactly how terrible it is. You put Orange Cassidy... It, oh, I'm sorry. Let me say it again, please. You put Orange Cassidy in the very beginning of AEW Dynamite. And you expect to get a million viewers to watch that guy with the hands in his pocket. Listen, guys, you can give me all the crap you want to about, oh, well, dude, you got to give him, you got to give him a chance and everything. He's really a good wrestler. Listen, if he was a good wrestler as he claims to be, number one, he wouldn't be having his hands in his pockets. Number two, a lot of people are not really taking this dude seriously. And number number three, the only reason why this dude's even on television is because you got a boss that will back up a character like him. Now, Dynamite, I will say this. I'm not saying get rid of AEW. That's not. Although if you were to get rid of the EVPs, that I promise you if you were to get rid of, of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, I guarantee you AEW will be a better show. I guarantee it. The thing is... Dynamite has not been established yet. It's not. I know some people are going to tell me, oh, well, what are you talking about? I mean, you, you said it yourself with 23 million people. Yes, but that is overall. Overall from 2019 to 2023. Okay? What has it done for me lately? I mean, the last few times I've watched Dynamite, they've had somewhere, the lowest rating that they had was somewhere around... Almost seven hundred and almost seven hundred and sixty-eight. If that's seven hundred and sixty-eight thousand viewers, which which is so fucking low. The last highest was around uh, eight thousand seven hundred and seven. Uh, seven hundred and seven. Uh, wait, eight eight hundred and seventy-seven thousand. There we go. That was their lowest last week. I'm in. Sh- I'm going to be in shock to find out exactly. What's gonna happen when dynamite? I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, you know where my head's at right now, guys. I mean, look, I AEW. I know some people are gonna be asking me. Well, what do you think about the logo? What do you think about the fact that they're doing that Monday Nitro Classic? Listen, I'm surprised that WWE hasn't sued them yet for that. Because listen, whether you like it or not, the trademark for WCW is still belonging to the WWE. Now, if they choose to get away with that, that's fine. Okay? You can go ahead and put the logo and you can put it on a Saturday night however you want to. But let me explain something here. I'm not too concerned with the comparisons, all right, of of AEW Collision with a WCW Monday Nitro because they have the same colors. I'm not too concerned with that. That's not my concern. 
My concern is how this show was going to fucking be. And also, I, I think I said this, uh, I think it was last week. How the fuck are you going to put this show on a Saturday night? On a Saturday fucking night, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? You're going to sit here and tell me that this show is going to do fuck... L- listen, I have no doubt, and I'll make this prediction right here, right now. The show on a Saturday night, hopefully if it's not competing against UFC, no doubt it'll probably compete against boxing. It may not compete with WWE. This is the thing that I'm saying. I'm saying it's going to do good for around at least close to... I'll give it... Uh, we'll get close to 1 million to maybe 800,000 viewers around there. I'm making that prediction. I'm making that prediction right now. I do not see this show getting any better. I do not. Because, listen, if AEW Dynamite is anything that you expect, Collision will probably be the same. It will probably be the same. Because let's face it, guys. Let's face it. They're, they're postponing the inevitable. What I mean by that is, if the announcement, and hopefully if I, if I do hear the big announcement, you'll hear it on the Main Event Talk podcast. But if this announcement is about CM Punk's return, honestly, this is my thought. I'm all for it. I'm all for CM Punk coming back. I'm all for... The straight, uh, I'm all for the straight edge one. I, I'm all for him to come back. He is one of the biggest reasons people watch AEW in the first place. Now, if he doesn't show up, if he doesn't show up, that's not good. That's not good at all. Now, they're trying very, very hard to, you know, close the doors on this because. Let's face it, when, when uh, what, what was it, 2021, um, around August, I had kept saying over and over again, I will believe it when I see it. Those are my exact words. I will believe it when I see it. I will believe it when CM Punk walks into that fucking door and walks into AEW Dynamite opposing the WWE. Now, I'll tell you this much right now. Punk comes back, that's good. But I'm telling you this right now. There's going to be, especially if he does come back, and I'm not going to say he is, but if he does come back, you know that that Chicago crowd is going to go completely nuts for CM Punk. And you know that they're going to be screaming out, fuck the Young Bucks, fuck the Elite, fuck Kenny Omega. You know that's going to happen. Now, the thing you have to remember, Tony Khan has all the money in the world, and unfortunately most of that money belongs to his dad. Is he a tremendous, uh, is he a great promoter? Yes, he is. He's a great promoter from all standards. Is he a great booker? Aha, yeah, right. He's not. He's not because he's always booked something for absolutely no reason. 
you book a you book a match with two wrestlers, and instead of making it a regular wrestling match, you decide to make it no disqualification. You decide to make it falls count anywhere. You decide to make it into a steel cage. You decide to make it into anything you want, just to excite the crowd. There are a lot of people that have seen how all this has come to AEW. Listen, I don't care how this show will go. If Punk shows up, that's good. But the thing that the thing that bothers me is the fact that this show is going to happen on a Saturday night. It, it's so funny that they, you know, they could not. It, this is my thought. If they wanted, you know what? And, and I understand that they're still going to have Rampage. I got news for you. If you get rid of Rampage, hey, hey, if you want to get rid of Dark Elevation, that's fine. You want to get rid of Dark, that's fine too. But get rid of Rampage. Nobody have... The lowest view is somewhere under 200,000 views. 200,000 views. Are you fucking sick? And this is exactly why um, this is exactly why the show needs to be canceled. Oh, by the way, I have something for everybody. So I mentioned this on Twitter, right? So I had some idiot come and respond to me about that. Let me see if I can look into this. Oh, check this out. So I'm on Dave Melser. I'm, I'm on the Wrestling Observer, right? And um, this is what, uh, okay, this is the, this is, oh, okay. This is the lowest viewing number. Okay, so I'm looking at Brian Alvarez's tweet right now. And it says, AEW Rampage preempted 284,000 views and 0.07, right? Now, this is my response. This happened, uh... Just a couple couple of days ago, as a matter of fact. Uh, this I said, I said they really need to cancel this show. It's not going to get any better. It It is a waste of time putting this show on. They need to establish Dynamite more. And then maybe in five years they can bring it, bring the show back. But then again, what is the point? That was what I said. Okay, that is what I said. Okay, now this moron, I'm not going to mention his fucking name, but watch this. Watch what, listen to what he says right here. In two weeks, it will get ratings of about 500,000 to 600,000. Two weeks, huh? Okay, this happened. Uh, this tweet was on the 16th. Okay, so. And this is what this is. This is exactly what the moron said. In two weeks, it will get ratings of about five hundred to six hundred k. Listen, you can get it to seven hundred thousand for all I care. The show fucking sucks. Get rid of Rampage. I mean, I'm begging somebody to do that for me. Look, listen. Rampage is not going to get anywhere. 
Rampage is going to continue to drop ratings all the time. You could put CM Punk in there and get at least about a couple of hundred thousand people to watch that show. The bottom line is Rampage doesn't need to be there. Dynamite needs to be established. What I mean by that is Dynamite needs to get at least a million viewers every fucking week. They've had close to 800,000 viewers every single week. The show's not going to get any better. Now, even if you bring CM Punk back, even if you try to elevate Dynamite just a little bit and get a million viewers, you've got to keep it at a million viewers every single time. But the problem with AEW Dynamite is the booking, the matches, and how all this is being set. You know? I mean, and I know some people are going to tell me, well, if you, don't, if you hate it so much, why don't you just stop watching? Listen, I need to be entertained a little bit every once in a while, and I need to see exactly what I see, okay? Look, there's a reason why WWE, and, and, and I'll say this, there's a reason why WWE is getting a whole lot better than AEW, and even the sad part is Vince McMahon is back in WWE, and he, not even Dynamite can capitalize on what the WWE is doing. WWE is doing way fucking better than Dynamite, than AEW. But I'll tell you what, guys. I'll tell you this right now, I'll say it before, and I'll say it again. Dynamite needs to be established. Rampage needs to go the fuck away. And AEW Collision, hey, I'll watch a show. If there's no boxing, I'll t- I, oh, and I'll tell you this right now. I'll tell you this right now. I'm saying this right here in my podcast. If AEW Dynamite or AEW Collision on Saturday night takes place with no boxing, no UFC, no WWE, no not of any kind, I guarantee you I will watch it. If AEW Dynamite, uh, sorry, AEW Collision happens on a Saturday night while boxing is going on, I got news for you. I'm going to be watching boxing as the whole thing's going along. Okay? If it goes up against... UFC, I'm going to be watching UFC a whole lot more than I'm going to be watching Collision, okay? If there's a WWE pay-per-view that's going to happen at the same time as Collision, I'm going to be watching the pay-per-view. This is the thing. You can sit here and tell me that Collision's going to do good, and it will. It will do good. It will do good for that one fucking time. That one fucking time. That's it. After that, it's just going to be another day in paradise. That's what it is. And let's face it, ladies and gentlemen. This may be a huge announcement. There may need to be money to be made and everything else like that. But it doesn't excuse the fact that Dynamite is not doing good. Now, I'll tell you this right now. With the announcement, and, and, and let me also mention this. Later on, there's going to be an announcement, okay? And hopefully on the Main Event Talk podcast, I will record and find out this announcement and pass along the information to all of you so that way you'll know what the announcement is. Now, If this ends up what I know it's going to end up being okay, then there's a good chance that AEW Collision will do good. However, 
If this announcement is about the video game, nobody gives a shit. If this announcement is about the Owen Hart tournament, nobody gives a shit. If it's about any other announcement that Tony Khan makes, I guarantee you no one will give a shit. If it's CM Punk's return, good. And and I'll tell you this right now. If it is about CM Punk's return, let it out. Let it out. But I say this. I say have CM Punk show up at Double or Nothing on May 28th. Do that. Do that. Do that so that way people will want to watch the W... Want to watch AEW Double or Nothing for that reason. Okay? But it's just that, you know... Oh, boy. I mean, you know, I... I, I try to be happy about this as much as I can, but how do you get, how do you get happy about this? It's so funny. We got Raw on Monday. We got NXT on Tuesday. We got AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. We got Impact Wrestling on Thursday. SmackDown and Rampage on Friday. More people watch SmackDown and sometimes even a pay-per-view from Impact Wrestling. And now Saturday night is going to be the home of AEW Collision. When in reality, nobody should even have a show on Saturday nights. Nobody. Because of what I've just mentioned. The, the UFC, the boxing, the WWE pay-per-views. You cannot, I don't give a shit what you think. You cannot have that show happen on a Saturday night when you know you're going to at least draw somewhere between five hundred and six hundred thousand. and 600,000. If it goes any lower, well... My point has been proven. I swear. We'll find out what this... um, We'll find out what this... This announcement is. You'll know what it is. We'll all know what it is. But I guarantee you... I ain't gonna like it. You ain't gonna like it. Oh, God. Tony, fix your fucking shit, dude. Fix your shit. It's great to be here tonight back in Austin, Texas. Today's been one of the greatest days in the history of AEW. Today, at WBD Upfronts, it was announced that AEW Saturday Night Collision will premiere on TNT Saturday, June 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. And I'm here to talk a little bit more about Collision. It's going to be a hot ticket and a great live event. After that premiere, we'll be going on the road to Canada with shows Toronto, The Night Before Forbidden Door, Hamilton, Regina, and Calgary, followed by a return to the United States at the Prudential Center in Newark. It's going to be an amazing tour. And as for the premiere taking place Saturday, June 17th, stay tuned to AEW, and next week I'll tell you where that event will be taking place for the special collision premiere. We're having a huge month. And we're all excited that you're going to be a part of it. Thanks, guys. Back to you. Okay, so you heard the announcement that took place this past Wednesday night on Dynamite. Dynamite, uh, uh, well, Tony Khan had announced about the whole collision show, which is going to take place on Saturday, June 17th. Now, it's going to be interesting because, uh, well, obviously I'm going to be doing a podcast on that day. And obviously I'm going to be doing a... I'm going to have it released on that particular day because normally my episodes would take place on a Saturday, right? And they would be be released either in the morning or in the afternoon. 
So this is going to be a, a bit interesting because now the main event is going to be... I'm going to be curious about how this show is going to go. So I'm going to check out the first show. Hopefully if there's if there's a UFC fight happening, okay, whatever, I don't care. If it's a big UFC fight, then I'll go ahead and check it out. Now, if there's a boxing happening, which I don't think it will happen. I mean, you know, if boxing takes place, depending on who it is, I'll probably watch it. So since there's not going to be anything going in the way at all... And I doubt WWE is going to try and put an event on a Saturday. On that particular Saturday, anyway. It's going to be a bit interesting to see how all that unfolds. So, with that being said and everything, I'm going to take a very close eye on that episode. So, I may have a main event talk exclusive. I may try to do a main event talk exclusive featuring what is taking place over on AEW Collision. Why it's a two-hour show, I, for the life of me, I don't know. I would have rather have had that show be at least about an hour just to kind of get the flow of things before you can make it a two-hour show. And, le- and, and, and this is the thing, guys, uh, and there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about here. The fact that the show is on a Saturday and the fact that it's going to be two hours is going to be incredibly insane. Okay, now let's say this is Saturday, and if you hear something in the background, I apologize. Uh, some of my cousins, um, uh, my cousins are here mowing the backyard and mowing the front yard right now, so they're getting some stuff out of the way while I'm doing this recording. Now, until I get myself a better microphone, so that way you don't hear the background, then I'll find a way to do that. Now, anyways. The way this is being set up on a Saturday is incredible because most of the time on Saturdays, for me, let me tell you how my Saturday goes. So I would go ahead and I would say like for for a typical Saturday here at the house, I usually get my podcast ready. And sometimes there'll be points where either I finish my podcast or I start my podcast or I go ahead and send out the podcast. Basically, what that means is, say if uh, say if Saturday morning comes along and I still have, say, part of my podcast is finished and I got another part to go and I would go ahead and send it out right away. I would sometimes send it out maybe in the morning or in the afternoon. Right. Just like that. Now, say if it's if we haven't started, but we got some recordings put together, I would go ahead and start putting everything together. Podcast part by part by part by part and everything. And then I would send it out over in the afternoon. Now, if I'm finished with it, I would put a timeline on it and I would send it out for everyone by Saturday morning, say about seven o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning. That's what time the podcast will actually be there. So. For this Saturday, because usually my brother and I, we would go ahead and uh, we would drink a little bit. Or sometimes I would go ahead and want to go out and I want to go head over to Rich's Billiards and go have some fun. You know, do what I can. So this will be extremely interesting to say the very least. Now, I am going to have Dynamite out there. I am going to have Collision out there. I'm going to see how this is going to go. I'm going to have the TV out there. I'm going to ask Rick if he's going to drink tonight because I'm going to have the TV out just so I can go ahead and check out Collision. Now, if Rick wants to join along, my brother, and his friend Tony wants to come along and check out Collision, just she out goes, then we'll do it. You know, we'll do it because I want to see what happens. Now, the announcement. Now, here's the thing, and I'm going to give a spoiler alert because the wrestling news has not been out yet. And we're going to put it out here on this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast later. 
I found out that the show will possibly be in Chicago, Illinois. That's the announcement for the show. That's what we originally heard. But there's been all of these stories about CM Punk and the whole thing about Dan Steele. Um, Ace Steele, I'm sorry. Ace Steele. And a couple of other things that are happening. So the, the news that I heard is if it doesn't happen over in... If collision doesn't happen over in Chicago, it may take place over back in Jacksonville. So they're trying to set up a backup plan if anything goes goes wrong. Now, the announcement, keep in mind, the announcement is coming up this coming Wednesday. So the main event talk will have that announcement for you. And we'll set it up on part one of a Memorial Day weekend, which if I didn't mention this earlier... Next week on the Main Event Talk Podcast, we will have a two-part episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast, Memorial Day weekend, which the first part will take place, and we will talk about uh, w, uh, Impact Wrestling's Under Siege, which will happen on Friday. Uh, let's see, Night of Champions, which will happen on a Saturday, right? And then, of course, that's part one, okay? That's going to happen on Friday when we release that episode. Part two will happen on Saturday, which we will talk about NXT Double or Nothing. I'm sorry, NXT. Oh, God, that sounds funny. NXT Double or Nothing. NXT Battleground as it happens. And at the same time will be AEW's Double or Nothing. That will happen on Sunday. Both events will happen on Sunday. And we will talk about that on uh, Saturday, May 27th, I believe. So we're going to be having ourselves a two-part episode, which will happen. So I'm going to be doing a lot of recordings and a lot of stuff happening while this takes place. Now, as far as collision goes, we're going to see what happens. Because, like I said, I'm going to I'm not going to be doing a podcast because I've, I've already I will already have an episode out of the way, but there will be. I will probably do a main event talk exclusive. You'll probably hear my reaction to the double or, uh, to the collision show. You'll hear my reaction with uh, my brother and my friends, uh, his friends, and to see how all this turns out. Because the thing is, we don't know if it's going to take place over in Jacksonville, and we don't know if it's going to take place over in Chicago. We know that the event's going to happen, okay? But we don't know where the location is. We don't even know if CM Punk is happening. Now, there is some more news in regards to CM Punk. And we're going to pass it over to Jim Cornette of the drive-thru. Because he had, a, he had an opportunity to listen to what happened. And uh, he knows about what has taken place and everything. And I want you to hear his opinions on this uh, in just a moment. We're going to play a little bit of music before we get to that episode. And um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, and I heard everything that Jim had to say, and I got to say, look, listen, and I'll, I know some people are going to criticize me for, oh, well, you shouldn't have, you know, you should be playing Jim Cornette's podcast because he's a racist, he's this, he's an old man, he, he's out with the times, you know, he cannot keep up with the modern times, he doesn't understand this wrestling no, he understands this wrestling. He just doesn't understand why people like to watch this kind of wrestling when he grew up watching the wrestling that looked real, looked badass, and made a whole lot of fucking sense, okay? That's what he's talking about. But we'll get to that in a moment. Let's go ahead and play some music, and then we'll get right to it when the Main Event Talk Podcast returns. You guys want another one? 
What's going on, everybody? Furman Torres here from the Main Event Talk Podcast. And I just wanted to go ahead and tell everyone at Rich's Billiards, thank you. Thank you very much for 20 years of being a part of that bar. And here is to 20 more years of being a part of Rich's Billiards. For the past 20 years, Rich's Billiards was one of the best bars going today. And it still is happening today. Back in the day, it used to be called Theo's a long time ago. Now is Rich's Billiards, and it's still the same place that you know and love quite well. So if you've got nothing to do on any particular day that you're doing right now, why don't you head over to Rich's Billiards and come hang with a couple of friends. Go over and shoot some pool, drink some beer, take some shots, have yourself a good time. Be a part of history in every way that you can. The main event has been a part of Richard's Billiards for the past 20 years, and I plan on continuing to still do the same things that I've been doing for the past 20 years, and this place never, ever gets boring. So, if you guys got nothing to do, head over to Richard's Billiards and check out some of their big events, including Emo Night. They always have a special every single month, and they do it in spectacular fashion, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And if you are a sports fan, if you want to check out the NFL, if you want to check out NBA, if you want to check out wrestling, you want to check out the UFC or boxing, Richard's Billiards is the headquarters of UFC, boxing, and all sorts of sports and entertainment in any way possible. For the past 20 years, the main event has had his fun, and the main event has always run the show in every way possible, and you guys can run the show with me. I just want to say thank you to Richard's Billiards for 20 years, and we will continue that tradition every single time. Richard's Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes, the legend continues, and it is also now the bar among bars. And the billiards among billiards. I am the main event player. I approve this message. Okay, so welcome back to this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. I am the main event player, the Super Secret himself, from Taurus, coming back at you. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about the AEW Collision Show. You've heard my opinions, and obviously I have a lot more opinion about this whole matter in regards to uh, the show and everything. And... Um, you know, there's there's some stuff that we got to get out of the way. But before we go ahead and talk about that, I wanted to go ahead and show you a uh, make you listen to a clip from the Jim Cornette's drive through that took place just the other day. As a matter of fact, there was a short clip of it that took place on YouTube. Um, it was a short one. This is basically about Jim Cornette talking about um, the whole thing in regards to the collision show, what he thinks about it, why should it be there? And trust me, just like everybody else, I mean, we're kind of curious about where all this is going to take place. Will CM Punk be involved? Will it be a separate show? Will it be, you know, just like the, you know, Smack, uh, SmackDown and Raw? Is it going to be a separate brand? We don't know exactly how this is going to go. And I think Jim Cornette is going to kind of give us a little bit of an insight. I know some people are going to say, well, why can't you just get it from somebody from AEW? Because I want to get it from somebody that can actually make sense of this as opposed to AEW that cannot make sense of anything that they do. Kind of like the WWE when you think about it. (laughs) But anyways, let's get some comments from James E. Cornette. This is from episode 294 of the drive-thru. Get a chance to listen to it while you can. Listen to the full episode. You'll love it. Here's a clip from the drive-thru featuring James E. Cornette and the great Brian Lass. Take it away, guys. Why don't we start with the big news that's actually transpiring as we are recording, Jim. AEW, let me pull this up right here, 
As part of the Warner Brother Discovery upfronts, here's the press release. TNT launches a second night of wrestling with AEW Collision, featuring headliners Thunder Rosa, Miro, Samoa Joe, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Andrade El Idolo on Saturday, June 17th. So let me stop there. That's not even the press release. That's just the headline. What are your thoughts? That, well, that that's the headline, and that may be part of the headline. Um, and no disrespect to any of the people mentioned, because we've said good things about pretty much all of them at some point or another. But Jesus H. Christ, I, who picks the names to be released in a headline they're, they're not names that have been used prominently on the programming that they already have miro's been in witness protection because he didn't he didn't like creative is the best reason we've heard thunder rosa has been injured for quite some time so again yes she was at a high level in the women's division but she's been off tv for six months or more hobbs my god yes but <laughs> he's over the past month been a flunky and a bad reality TV news show parody segment Samoa Joe I'm a huge fan of and he's probably been booked the best of the bunch of the people that were just mentioned and he hasn't exactly been setting the world on fire on their television I, I, I don't understand how that they that becomes the lead here with these names with a Thunder Rosa, Miro, Andrade, the rumor of CM Punk oh, and, being involved. Andrade, wait a minute. How, no, it, who was it? Was he the one that they that Tony said don't punch? Don't punch Sammy, and then he don't went punch right, Sammy, and he right to Sammy, Sammy and punched him. Yeah, as soon as he got to the building, he punched Sammy in the face. <laughs> so you get rewarded for punching the fucking guy by getting sent home, paid for well over six months, I believe it is. And then being announced as one of the stars of the new program. But with these names and the rumor of CM Punk being involved and maybe some of the other names, do you think AEW, you think it's a missed opportunity to call it AEW Collision or Saturday Collision as opposed to Saturday Malcontent? <laughs> no, I, I think they need to be building up the collision <laughs> when all the people that can't get along, they, they do a pay-per-view where they say, okay, now all of the people that really hate each other in our wrestling promotion are going to be on pay-per-view. They'll draw $100 million. They've created their own like island jail that they can send wrestlers to. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and, wait a minute, we're burying the lead now. We just, please don't laugh anymore because you'll get me tickled because I'm slappy anyway. We've buried a lead and we just glossed right over it. Allegedly CM Punk involved. Wouldn't this have been the time to turn allegedly into certainly with a press release from the network during the big upfront presentations to get people interested in new programs? Couldn't, shouldn't they have had their feces accumulated well enough to have announced that the biggest star in the company will be the big star on the new program, if indeed that is what is going to take place in that environment. Well, it could be one of two things. It could be one, AEW really does want to make it like the first, like the debut of Punk and AEW, not announce it, but everyone knows it'll be there on the debut of Collision, or two, 
that there's some sort of issue still that isn't finalized with Punk and Tony Khan and AEW. Yeah, and I'm inclined to think more of the latter than the former because, okay, assuming still that if if they're booked the United Center, right, June 17th, for this debut of this now that is confirmed this live broadcast is going to take place on this network. And they have, have, is this official or was this just rumor, scuttlebutt, and birds chirping? They've named it the second coming. Did I see that? That is what I heard as well. I don't know how official it is or isn't. I got to double check that. Okay, the United Center debut new show, second coming. What if it's like, what when they get to the fucking, to the foot of the mountain? Like like they always do when the forecast of the, the Messiah returning takes place. And he just ain't there. What the fuck are they going to do then? Are they going to... Remember my old... But he's in the parking lot handing out ice cream bars. No, 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 no. <laughs> if he ain't there... Remember I've said if you take these five guys off the roster and save X dollars, will the fans set the seats on fire? I think the fans will set the seats on fire. And so the and besides that, it's not whether or not they can do that again. They can replicate that moment. They can get a pop again. They are now involved in a press release. They're in a favorable relationship with their network. But if if anybody at the network actually was a regular viewer of the show or paid attention to the wrestling business and knew that those names were not exactly things that would send chills and shivers up strong men's spines, they then the the that high person up at the network might say, "Isn't CM Punk supposed to be involved in this? Why do we have this announcement? It was our upfronts." What, what, what is kayfabe? Don't we want to tell people who the stars of our shows are? They would not understand. How is this not done? Fuck. And for the record, before we go with the press release here, the poster released with it, again, Saturday, June 17th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, the premiere, in the poster are the wrestlers we previously named with several others. Some people are getting upset about one of the names in there as... I'm sure you will see and hear in a second or feel in a second. But maybe it's just that they're putting all their champions in it. I don't know. But also in the poster. Well, and now, now this, this pro, they will be on TNT. TNT. On Saturday nights. Saturday nights. As opposed to Wednesday nights where they got the dynamite. Who is on the poster now featured for the new Saturday night program? Samoa Joe, Thunder Rosa, Powerhouse Hobbs, previously mentioned also Miro, Andrade El Idolo, FTR, The House of Black, MJF, and Orange Cassidy. And Orange Cassidy and MJF are the two biggest in the artwork. Their heads are bigger than the entire torsos of everyone else. My God, Nick Goulas has come back from the grave and he's put George on the poster next to fucking Ric Flair. Tony, the pro- here's one of Tony's biggest faults. Tony is insistent on finding a way, because he believes there is a way, to get Orange Cassidy over with the people that don't like him. 
Not to feature him for the people that like him. If he's on this show, this is all about Tony wanting to get people that don't like Orange Cat, forcing <laughs> them. You will have to see this guy until you accept him. That's what it is. Uh, Ed, how is that show then going to look any different from the shit they do on Wednesday nights with that asshole all over it? Different color ring ropes. So let's talk about the other night, FTR. They couldn't make the fucking press release over Thunder Rosa or Andrade? But again, that's why with FTR, MJF, and Orange Cassidy there, you wonder if it's just, and the House of Black technically too, you wonder if it's just they're putting the champions on there, minus the women's champions, and that's why they're there, because they would be on both shows technically well, as champions. Well, good God, well, then there's other champions. And by the way, the logo for this show is, I, well, I shouldn't say identical, but it would be impossible to see this logo and not think of WCW Nitro. I don't know if you've seen this logo yet. I, I have not, and honestly, I'd probably have to look at an old fucking magazine to remember the Nitro logo, because I didn't give a shit about that then either, but, and I just, again, if they're doing this with a strategy for a new television program that will feature a different presentation as on Wednesday night, a different style of matches, a different Maybe a different announcer setup or something with a different look and a different feel and a different vibe with different talent than on Wednesday night. If they have a plan for that and a, a separate sets and whatever the case, if they have a plan for that and a, a separate sets and whatever the case, it seems that almost everybody that has been announced is a it, it, for lack of a better term not a fucking aggressive parkour artist or trampoline cowboy so we might get some actual matches that made some sense obviously MJF has to because he is the world champion and also because last time I checked he, he, nobody is looking to punch him in the locker room and nor is he looking to punch anybody else. So I believe he can travel about amongst the warring tribes and emerge unscathed and he's the champion and also a best performer so they, they got to have him on both shows. That's an interesting thing though you just said. Do you think MJF should start a fight in the back just to keep up with the Joneses? Well, no, I was going to say to, to not have to work an extra night of the week. Because <laughs> now a bunch of people yeah. are like, oh, fuck, now, you know, we'll stay over here. We don't have to travel on the weekend, whatever. But anyway, Tony, can I work Saturday? No, I'm sorry, you're booked for Wednesday. Fuck, where's Sammy so I can punch him? <laughs> There'll be a line in front of Sammy Guevara like the fucking, on the plane on airplane. <laughs> But anyway, if they have a plan for a different look, a different style, different presentation with mostly different talent and the major people that you would want to see that would mean something for business can vacillate back and forth as long as they don't get on the wrong side of the romper room section, then that's one thing. But if they're... <laughs> If they're going to do the same kind of shows, same thing with a lot of the same people in the same way on Saturday night that, as opposed to Wednesday, then what they're going to do, basically Wednesday we've said is a better night for television viewers because they're viewing because there's more people watching television. That's what they, 
the experts say these days, but Saturday night's a better night for selling fucking tickets to a live event, and especially if they're putting on a better live product, the Saturday night could dilute the Wednesday night live audiences, but they'll have, as Mama Cornette used to say, a longer road to hoe to catch up with the numbers of the Wednesday night audience because they've got a built-in disadvantage. But now it becomes, if there's no difference to this, if, if it doesn't have a more serious tone for people that don't want to see the guy stick his hands in his pockets and try to find his dick or play with his balls, it then, again, what backup do they have is Tony still going to be in charge of creative of a whole different group of people? Because now he's added an extra column of people to remind him of who can't be in the same building with the other person. But he's still going to write this whole thing, in which case the whole experiment may be fruitless anyway because he can't do anything different. Actually, everything he does is different. It, and that's the problem. But so I, I still don't understand how this is a good idea based on having to keep your employees separate because they won't do what you tell them to do and they can't get along with each other. And you don't have the ability to just say, get along, get it on, or get the fuck out of here. Because they've now got, and a lot of people are not even thinking about this, their rampage is still floating around out there. They got five hours of national cable television per week now. That, my God, any wrestling promotion in history would have killed for, including all the good ones. Who never got that? It's a double-edged sword, though. Like you want... It's great to have all that TV time, but it's almost too much TV time, actually. Well, yeah, well, here's, here's where I'm going. That's, that's the point I'm making. They've got five hours of TV time to fill in an entertaining way to get people to watch it and hopefully get bigger rights fees and blah, blah, blah. We'll all be free to pursue a life of religious freedom. And they're talking about splitting the roster up. Fuck, let's go into war and take half our guns. Because over here, well, those people ain't really firing at us right now, but we'll leave half the guns over there anyway. What the fuck are you doing? Jesus H. Christ. And if Punk's deal ain't done, Tony ought to fire his fucking entire legal staff. Bingo. Starting with the one that is probably causing most people to be at full staff. So, it, because how do you do, how do you do the, the network announcements? And how do you stop it? Over the, how do you do the network announcements? How do you book a fucking NBA building? And you still can't fucking officially say this guy's fucking name? And besides, and now to go to your last point, we can talk about this. Five hours of AEW. Five hours of WWE. That's without any other... 
I'm not even talking about any other promotions. I'm talking about any pay-per-views or Battle of the Belts or fucking Tribute to the Troops or Wing of the Ding Dong, whatever the fuck else they all do. Premium live events, Saudi Arabian nightmares. Just from those companies. What are people supposed to quit their jobs and like they're going to go live in a convent that plays wrestling 24 hours a day and devote their lives to keeping up with it? At some point, what the fuck? And it wasn't like this when they said, well, wrestling in the early or the, the 50s network craze was a victim of overexposure like boxing. A boxing may have been. Boxing wasn't particularly that fucking exciting and still ain't, except at the major level. But wrestling wasn't on, when it was on network TV every night of the week, it still wasn't on this much. And there were 30 million people watching these programs. What killed wrestling on the networks then was Dumont going out of business. And then everybody folding their tent and going home. But this is impossible for anybody but a fanatic in the worst way to keep up with so by attrition the first thing i'd do is say you gave us rampage as a make good for switching the network on us take rampage back you just gave us two more hours pay us big money for that take rampage back we don't want it we don't want it you can have it it's no good for us but how much can you watch brian what is this going to do to our lives well we'll get to that at another point but uh let's get to the announcement and then uh, a few oh i forgot we hadn't read anything yet have we no we haven't gotten there yet so here's the official announcement of AEW saturday collision new york may 17th 2023 tnt launches a second night of professional wrestling with a new tentpole series AEW collision on saturday june 17th it was announced today by kathleen finch Chairman and Chief Content Officer, U.S. Networks Group, Warner Brothers Discovery, during the company's 2023 upfront presentation at Madison Square Garden in New York City. That was one sentence. Wow, and I can already tell, I don't trust anybody with that amount of titles. We should see Tony's list down here. This live two-hour in-ring show will air every Saturday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and feature more wrestlers more stories and more action to super serve fans aew collision will feature headliners including miro samoa joe thunder rosa powerhouse hobbs and andrade el idolo in only four years how, how did ftr not even get in there if, if they're going to be on this thing if they're on the poster well that's what makes me wonder if people on the poster are just there because they're the title holders but then again why are there no women unless there's not going to be well thunder rosa's on the poster well, there's, a, so there are <laughs> there's, there's 14 people and a woman in only four years following the launch of aew dynamite aew's footprint has more than doubled across tnt and tbs along with aew dynamite Friday night's AEW Rampage, the recent follow doc, AEW All Access. A follow doc? And now AEW Collision. TNT and TBS deliver the best matches and most entertaining moments in professional wrestling today. 
you realize that this same network almost 25 years ago when they had five times the number of people watching these shows couldn't wait to get rid of the fucking wrestling program AEW has reached 23 million total viewers so far this year across all its shows on TBS and TNT. Wait a minute, goddamn, just to. I think we've done that too. Add up. <laughs> do, do we get to add up our YouTube numbers and our podcast? I believe we've done that. I don't know if they're counting their YouTube numbers in here, to be fair. All right. But here's a quote Well, we don't have a goddamn network TV show either. Well, stay tuned. We're doubling down on wrestling with AEW Collision, which gives fans two more hours every week, said Jason Solanis, president of Turner Networks, ID, and HLN, Linear, and Streaming. Boy, everyone must hate their what? business cards nowadays. <laughs> Fuck! Here's a back to the sounds quote. like a word vomit. AEW's roster of talent has expanded so quickly that we felt it needed another night to bring our audience the epic rivalries, unforgettable matches, and stars they love to watch. Adding collision to our programming mix on TNT will allow us to satisfy the massive demand... Satisfy or sodomize? ...will allow us to satisfy the massive demand we've felt from our hardcore fan base and be the ultimate compliment to AEW Dynamite on TBS. And he quotes on that so far i have tony comments here i, I well, yeah go ahead because i don't know what he just said to begin otherwise then the roster has expanded he should have said well there's so many people that don't like those fucking evps that we've got the biggest roster on saturday nights that we've ever had all right go ahead with the addition of aew collision on tnt i'm extremely proud that a turner network will be the home of saturday night wrestling for the first time in more than two decades said tony khan CEO, GM, and head of creative of AEW. The debut of Collision is significant across numerous sectors, including television, wrestling, entertainment, and sports, and reinforces AEW as the bold property we envisioned when we launched in 2019. Collision will deliver live every Saturday night more of what fans and viewers tell us they want. Athleticism big personalities, exciting storylines, and hard-hitting wrestling action. Yeah, they've, been, they've been saying they want that on Wednesdays for four years now. All of which have become synonymous with AEW. <laughs> and uh, the only, uh, that's really it here. Then it's just a little bit about AEW and a little bit about TNT. But AEW Collision coming to TNT, not TBS, but TNT on June 17th. Again, we we shall see if they're really serious about having a different roster and a different presentation and a different program, or if it's just an exercise in, you know, massaging his EVP's private parts by sending the the people that they're scared of to another television program. And then again, what about pay-per-view? Is it going to be like the the old Georgia TV tapings during the promotional war when they they had the NWA Georgia office guys come in and, and tape their show and then they left and then the All-South guys came in and taped their show at the same place but they wouldn't be together? What I don't understand how that's even a thing. You, if you're trying to compete, 
with a company that now is I'm going to say this and I'm going to quit because it's a lost cause anyway because he's not fucking listening because he got his head up his ass. But if you're trying to even compete not to beat but compete to stay alive against a company that now with the WWE and the UFC and every goddamn Hollywood jangalang all working together in a $20 billion conglomerate Put all your fucking stars on the shows and push them all. And if they can't get along, get rid of the ones that can't. That's my statement. Jim, an interesting thing about all this, and I was just looking into it online. I have something here that Mike Johnson just wrote. But what I was looking for is there's no announcement about money and there's nothing about renewal. There's nothing about the rights fee. There's nothing about the future of the programming. It's just that there's a new show Here's something Mike Johnson, a PW Insider, just wrote that I'm seeing because Meltzer said what tweeted it. (laughs) Perhaps even more interesting is that there was no media rights renewal announcement today. PWInsider.com is told by a source from Warner Brothers Discovery that there was never, ever a plan for either side to announce a new deal between AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery. There have been rampant speculation online about a new deal between the two sides being worth as high as $1.5 billion. What? What? That was the rumor started on the Observer website on the message board by one of their guys. But beyond that speculation, there had never been any inkling from either AEW or Warner Brothers Discovery that a new rights agreement had been locked in, much less was going to be officially announced today. We are told there is no announcement expected today on that front. But, okay, let's back up again. I'm just a small-town bird lawyer, and I've, I've, I've been closed up just watching the local news about poor Denny Crumb's funeral. Somebody said they were going to give them a $1.5 bill, billion dollars for anything? Apparently, there was a rumor started on the Wrestling Observer message board by one of their contributors... And this is the same guy, I believe, that said that he heard that CM Punk screwed over Adam Page a while ago. So obviously he has great sources. And he said that, or he alluded to he wouldn't be surprised if it was something like this and people ran with it. And anyone who thought it was going to be anything like that is out of their mind. Oh, he wouldn't be surprised. I I bet he's the kind of guy who wouldn't be surprised if he woke up and there was a fucking dead horse's head in his fucking bed next to him. But uh, Do you think there's any way that the Saturday show could even do Wednesday's numbers just because of the day of the week? Well, again, that will be a challenge. If it's a better program and with stars that people want to see, then it will probably do even with the eventually after it's established with you know something on Wednesday night because the handicap although it could get hot but we don't know anything about it including whether or not apparently see officially CM Punk's going to be a part of it but again again there's nothing and this is not even knocking AEW but there's nothing going on here that anybody would ever pay them a billion dollars for I mean, especially now when when the streaming services are starting to figure out that, oh, we've kind of massively fucked up and paid a lot of people too much money. It, like the the early days, thankfully, I was able to 
be a part of the early days when they were acquiring libraries for the eventual launch of a network. They knew they wanted to buy all the libraries, the WWE. But then when they realized that they had paid a lot of money for a lot of stuff and a lot of it they weren't going to be doing anything with, they started lowballing people on footage and figures and etc. Same thing happened with streaming services. So no, it's not possible that there's anything right now that Warner Brothers Discovery would pay AEW a billion dollars for. Could they, if they programmed their entire weekend, Friday evening through Monday morning, would they pay them a billion dollars a year? No. Well, there, well, there you go. See, you heard it from Brian last, folks. I mean, part of the thing with AEW is that it's, all things considered, it's really good, affordable programming. And it does get a good number in the key advertising demo, and you're not paying a lot for it. You know, we hear, like, oh, they're getting all these millions and millions of dollars a year. In the general scheme of things, it's really inexpensive programming. So if you have people at the network who are willing to embrace it, that's all you need. Because wrestling will get numbers. The question will be what Saturday could bring as opposed to a Wednesday. Saturday from 8 to 10 is a lot different than Wednesday from 8 to 10. From what I know about television production cost, and I admit I'm not auditing the AEW books, but from just eyeballing, from what I know about the wrestling business and television production cost and etc. and the things that go along with it, Every time they do, uh, with this new show, every time they do a week's worth of television in AEW now, they will be spending as much money as as we use to run Smoky Mountain Wrestling lock, stock, and barrel for four years. And again, you know, you can only... You can only expect so much from these rights fees going forward, especially if you can't show these people some kind of audience growth over a period of time. And they've got the people they've gotten. That's all the people they've ever gone after. There's there's not enough about the AEW program that appeals to anybody who actually wants to see a fucking wrestling show with people that might be able to beat them up. I'm talking about the viewers. Why do you want to watch people fight that you're like, my God, he's 12. That's the problem. They've never tried. Maybe this new show has Miro and Hobbs. Except when Miro threatened to come all over me. I've, you know, otherwise I've thought he was, he was quite a massive monster until he got all romantic with me and everything that wasn't even your problem it was more the pajamas and the Minnie mouse or mickey the pajamas mouse and the no the pink Minnie mouse shirt yeah no, it was mickey though i think it wasn't Minnie, even though the shirt was pink it was mickey i don't know i'm pretty sure it's Minnie. no i think it was mickey well you say mickey i say Minnie. somebody will give us a, a tweet us a freeze frame but nevertheless anyway Okay, guys, you heard the comments from Jim Cornette and the great Brian Laz talking about the AEW Collision show, about how it's going to do, you know, what's about to take place and everything. Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, like I said before, I'm going to be curious about how the show's going to go. You know, I'm, you, you know I, I mentioned this on the podcast earlier. 
where I said that if collision happens on a day where I'm free to watch it, I'll be able to watch it. It's no problem. But if it ends up in the same time as watching UFC or watching boxing or watching the WWE in any way possible, you, I can guarantee you I'm going to go for those shows. This is not about, this is not about you know, a point of, oh, well, you're not really a wrestling fan because you're just saying, you know, you just say you're a wrestling fan, but yet you can't watch AEW. Listen, I can do the same thing with everybody else and they'll have a better excuse than me. The point is I'm not going to watch it. Saturday nights used to be, it used to be about professional wrestling. Now, Saturday nights more about the UFC. Saturday nights more about boxing. Saturday nights more about the WWE. Saturday night can be about AEW as well if it was a pay-per-view, okay? That's a whole different different genre right there. And look, my, my deal is who's involved in the show? Will CM Punk be there? And how big of a draw is it going to be? Is it going to be better than Dynamite? It'll probably be, be. It'll probably be better than Rampage. I mean, I think you know Jim Cornette said it earlier. I would have replaced Rampage, or I I would have gotten rid of Rampage altogether because I I cannot stand. I, look, I watch the show, but I can't stand watching it because there's no fucking way that anyone's going to watch that show. They they put Rampage the other day. And put it somewhere between, I think it was uh, 3.30, 4 o'clock or 4.30 or something like that over here. Right? And I couldn't watch it. Even if I could, there's no point to it. There's no point to it at all, but whatever happens. But we'll see how this shit goes. Between um, AEW's collision and on Saturday night. We're going to see how all this stuff rolls. Okay. So let's mention a couple of things that we need to uh, mention right here on this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast because there's some stuff that we've got to cover. Okay, now I think I mentioned this earlier. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk uh, a little bit about the reviews about some of the matches that are gonna be happening next week on the Main Event Talk Podcast because we've got several ma- several events are gonna happen. Uh, Impacts uh, Under Siege, uh, WWE's Night of Champions. Uh, NXT's Battleground, and of course AEW Double or Nothing, which we will talk about later on. But I want to get uh, discuss about what had transpired, and I think uh, it's been a while since I've put anything from WrestleMania, and they had a little bit of a clip in regarding to the whole thing with uh, CM Punk, and the whole thing with Brian Alvarez. Now, for those of you that wonder who... I, obviously, we know who CM Punk is, but for anyone that is interested in to know who Brian Alvarez is, he is a, um, I don't know if he's a retired wrestler or if he's a current wrestler, I'm not sure, but I know that he is the, um, he does the Wrestling Observer Live every single day, and uh, Monday through Friday on the Wrestling Observer, and I do, I do listen to his stuff from time to time, and he's a pretty entertaining individual and everything, and there's a lot of things that I've seen and heard and read that get me to wonder, you know, what is Punk's problem with uh, Brian Alvarez? Now, um, I'm not sure exactly what the issue is. It's, it may, there may be something that Brian Alvarez has, you know, maybe had misconstrued about. Now, let me, let me, Keep in mind, keep in mind here. Now, I'm not saying that Brian Alvarez is better than CM Punk. I'm not saying that CM Punk is better than Brian Alvarez, although in some ways he is. 
let's be honest. Um, there's a lot that I'm hearing about this whole story that either makes sense or doesn't make any sense, and we don't know exactly what is going on here, but we may have to find out exactly what the whole story is. So with that being said, let's get into the segment here involving CM Punk and involving Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer Live to get a good insight as to what it is that's going on. So they'll give us an idea and we'll see what, you know, I'll give you my opinion on it and then we'll talk a little bit more about what's going to happen next week on the Main Event Talk Podcast. So let's get right into it, shall we? Our first story looks at more CM Punk drama. At top of today's news are reports concerning CM Punk following the announcement of AEW's new Saturday Night Show Collision. And we look at Punk's latest alleged antics and whether he's working the fans or AEW itself. Firstly, are AEW and Punk on the outs again? As Trouble in Paradise is AEW and CM Punk may be on the outs. Just when it looked like CM Punk was returning to AEW, reports have emerged that the straight-edge superstar may be at odds with AEW. Fightful Select is reporting, I was told that there was a meeting this week between AEW and Punk and it was extended to Punk that Steel would have the ability to be with the company and work directly with Punk. However, it was made clear that A Steel would not be able to be at AEW television. We've learned specifically how Punk reacted to this outside of him not being in agreement with it. This appears to have led Punk's name and likeness being removed from promotional materials for collision at the recent TV upfronts where networks and cable stations woo advertisers with upcoming programming. Meltzer commented on the Wrestling Observer Radio, MJF was put on the poster in the position that Punk was going to be in, so that was to fill out the poster and the rest of the people are in the positions that they were supposed to be. Is AEW working the fans though? Well, our next story may prove some insight, as next up Warner Brothers Discovery responds. Now the question of whether AEW and Punk are collaborating to work the fans has crossed fans' minds. However, is Warner Brothers Discovery participating in some sort of con? WBD issued a statement that CM Punk is not affiliated with TNT's AEW Collision. Some fans see this official statement as proof there is trouble brewing again between Punk and AEW. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments down below. Next up, CM Punk roasts Brian Alvarez. In the meantime, CM Punk is taking time from his hectic social media schedule to target Figure 4 Online's Brian Alvarez. Punk roasted Brian with this message saying, Look everyone, Brian Alvarez doesn't like it when misinformed internet trolls make up rumours about him, so please stop making up rumours and stories for clicks while Brian makes up rumours and stories for clicks, okay? He's married for God's sakes. By God, that man has a family. Brian Alvarez shut the F up and stopped talking about me challenge day one. In addition, Punk posted a screenshot from what is apparently an email from Brian Alvarez that is said to be years old where Alvarez denies having an issue with Punk stemming from the former WWE Champion dating Maria. But Punk wasn't finished, no no. He also added, friendly reminder, I haven't been on TV in 9 months and y'all still just can't stop talking about me. Maybe stop, you'll feel better. Love, hate, it's all the same. I don't enjoy being the sole person that props up entire misinformed clickbait industry based on toxic gossip from lying sources, but what can you do? When you're the king, it comes with a crown. It's worth mentioning that although Punk has been absent from TV, he hasn't kept quiet on social media, repeatedly stirring the pot as only he can. 
Okay, guys, you heard what Wrestling Me had to say about the whole situation involving CM Punk and Brian Alvarez. But as the old expression goes, the story is not done yet. That was previously done on Thursday. Listen to what happened on Friday. There's a little bit more to the story than meets the eye involving CM Punk, involving Brian Alvarez, and also involving uh, his friend Ace Steel. So, let's listen in to some more involving CM Punk, AEW, Brian Alvarez, and Ace Steel. It's very, very interesting stuff. Now, first, we'll look at more CM Punk, AEW drama. It's up in today's news is the latest report concerning CM Punk and AEW. As previously reported, there appears to be a disagreement between Punk and AEW management over the return of Punk's friend, Ace Steel. Apparently Punk wanted Ace Steel with him at the shows, but AEW told Punk Steel was not allowed at any shows. Steel was one of the parties allegedly involved in the post-pay-per-view brawl following All Out last year. So far there has been much speculation but little substance to what exactly is going on behind the scenes other than there is a disagreement. Whether it's a work or legitimate remains to be seen, but let's look at the latest reports on Punk's current situation with AEW. Dave Meltzer commented on the Wrestling Observer Radio that Punk was supposed to be announced at the show. That was the big announcement was going to be CM Punk at the upfronts. The star of the show. He was in the graphic. He was the lead in the press release. And then yesterday, WBD was told to remove CM Punk from everything. And they removed him from almost everything. They forgot one link. Meltzer is referring to the upfronts where networks and cable stations present programming to advertisers. Punk, who was supposedly going to be the centerpiece of AEW's new collision show, suddenly disappeared from the picture, with Meltzer adding, there were people who had been told yesterday at WBD, scrubbing from the thing. There was all kinds of speculation on what does this mean? Why did they pull him at the last minute? While some fans have suggested AEW and Punk may be working the fans, it doesn't make sense for Warner Brothers Discovery to hype Punk's return as part of Collision, then suddenly take him off TV. Stranger things have happened in wrestling, but if it's the case, it seems risky as the situation already has AEW wrestlers talking backstage. Meltzer remarked, there were people who thought that this was the ultimate blow-up and Punk screwed Tony on Tony's big announcement on Tony's big day. Fans will have to wait and see how things play out. Rumor has it that WBD is hopeful AEW will resolve the situation with Punk. Nonetheless, if this isn't a work and Punk already has beef with AEW, why would the company want to risk bringing him back? The consequences could be catastrophic, including Punk going into business for himself or no showing after AEW promises is returning. What do you guys think of this latest chapter in the Punk and AEW saga? Let us know in the comments down below. Next up, Punk gets roasted back. Speaking of Punk, wrestling journalist Brian Alvarez had a fiery response to CM Punk after Punk went off on Alvarez over a report concerning Punk and the current crisis with AEW. Punk even shared a private email between him and Alvarez, a move which may have upset Alvarez. Brian blasted Punk during an episode of the Wrestling Observer Live saying, I didn't get any story wrong. There wasn't one thing that I said on the show yesterday that was wrong. Alvarez questioned why Punk spent so much time with his rant and suggesting that fans should go outside and touch grass. Brian also dealt with Punk's comments that Alvarez doesn't know Punk personally and questioned why Punk is apparently so upset with him. So listen, yeah, I don't know Phil. You're right, Phil, I don't know you. But you know what? I do know a lot of people in AEW. I've heard from people in AEW and I've heard from people in WBD and they all said the same thing. There is an issue. I don't know why you're mad at me. Maybe you should talk to the people in your own company, or maybe you should talk to the people at WBD, which is where I got all the information. I didn't make it up. I didn't make one thing up. Alvarez also explained just why Punk is in the news. 
Why am I talking about CM Punk? Well, let me think about this. I do a wrestling radio show where my job is to cover wrestlers. You're a wrestler, and you're supposed to be the centerpiece of an announcement, and you weren't. Gee, I wonder why I'd be talking about this now. And we're not taking sides in this conversation, but it's worth noting that despite Punk's claim he has been off TV for nine months, he continues to maintain a strong presence on social media, which suggests he shouldn't expect to be free from comments or criticisms about his career, especially in the high-profile situation he finds himself in.
guys have any questions in regards to this show, all you got to do is go over to my email address at themainevent1977 at gmail.com. That's themainevent1977 at gmail.com. And whatever question you have, the main event will be glad to put it right here on the Main Event Talk podcast. And it could be any question that you want to ask. That's themainevent1977 at gmail.com. One more time. The main event, 1977 at gmail.com, and you'll hear it right here on the Main Event Talk Podcast. Okay, guys, so let's go ahead and talk about what's going to happen next week on the Main Event Talk Podcast. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, we talked about um, about a part one, part two episode that's going to be entitled Memorial Day Weekend. Uh, the first part's going to consist of... Uh, Impact Wrestling's Under Siege. And then we have Night of Champions, which will happen on Saturday. Under Siege will happen on Friday, by the way. And Sunday will be sort of a back-to-back or um, in-between, whichever comes first. NXT presents Battleground to happen and also Double or Nothing to happen at the same time. So Memorial Day week is going to be interesting. So I'm going to be able to do the first part, and it'll be re- it'll be released on Friday, while the next part is released on a Saturday. And of course, the event all of the, all of the events are going to be happening that particular weekend. I'm going to be off on Monday, so that's going to be uh, incredible for me. <clears throat> so with that being said, let's get into some of the lineups and some of the matches that have already been announced and have already been taking place here. So we'll start with Impact Wrestling's Under Siege. That's going to happen on Friday. May the 26th, and so far, there are a couple of matches that have been added. total of nine matches is going to happen, and no doubt there'll probably be either more matches or we're going to be sticking to the nine that's going to happen. Now, so far, the countdown show will take place where a singles match for the Impact Digital Media Championship will be on the line as Joe Hendry defends his championship against Dirty Dango. Uh, This was interesting because uh, apparently there has been this mystery involving who attacked Santino Morella, and no one has been able to give an official answer up until this point. So, uh, as I was looking at this, I saw part of Impact Wrestling the other day, and apparently it was Dirty Dango. Dirty Dango, just in case anybody is wondering, Dirty Dango is the artist formerly known as Fandango. Yes, you probably remember him quite well. And he's going to take on Joe Hendry, for the uh, championship and everything. So he's the man responsible for what happened to Santino Morella. So this should be extremely interesting to check out. No disqualification for the Impact World Championship. Steve Macklin to defend his championship against PCO. Last chance match for the Knockouts World Championship. If Grace loses, she can no longer challenge... For the title, as long as Deanna Perrazzo is the champion, Deanna Perrazzo taking on Jordan Grace. Next matchup right here, Trey Miguel and Chris Sabin. That will be for the X Division Championship. Six-way, uh, six-way match to determine the number one contender for the Impact World Championship. It's going to consist of Alex Shelley, Eddie Edwards... Frankie Kazarian, Jonathan Gresham, Moose, and and once again, I apologize if I cannot pronounce this correctly. You, 
ya er ma na you ya er ma na that's as far as i'm gonna go okay all right six man tag team action is gonna consist of ritz swan sammy callahan and a third partner to be announced to take on the members of the design of Diener, Angels, and Khan. A singles matchup. Trinity's first singles match on pay-per-view. First singles match. And, and can you believe her last pay-per-view appearance was at WrestleMania? That was actually the last appearance of, of the artist formerly known as Naomi, now known as Trinity, in here. So, Trinity versus Glizelle Shaw with Jay Vital and Savannah Evans in the corner. Nick Aldis go one-on-one against Kenny King. And tag team match for the Impact World Tag Team Championships is going to consist of the ABC, Ace Austin, and Chris Bay to take on the subculture of Mark Andrews and Morgan Webster right with Danny Dan Luna in their corner. Okay, so that's what's going to happen on Under Siege on Friday, May 26th. Get an opportunity to check that out live. It's going to happen at the same time on SmackDown. And honestly, I mean and, and you know what this means for me, right? This means I'm going to have to have one TV on one side to check out SmackDown and the other TV to check out the event just to see how everything goes down. And I know how to pull that off. It's it's quite simple, especially when especially when you have one television that has the channels that you need and the other channels that are just the ones that you know you'll be able to see no matter what, even if you have to hang some tinfoil and all that other good stuff. But anyways, Night of Champions is about to take place over in Saudi Arabia. The interesting part about this one is it, it's in Saudi Arabia, so that means we'll be able to check out this event as it takes place around the afternoon time. So as always, it'll probably start around 11 o'clock and the event will start at 12 and will probably end at least about maybe 3 or 4 o'clock depending how long the show lasts. And so far, there are only five matches that are going to go down as far as Night of Champions go. So let's look into it, shall we? Now, first matchup is for the World Heavyweight Championship. Who will walk away with the new World Heavyweight Championship? Will it be Seth freaking Rollins from Monday Night Raw? Or will it be AJ Styles from SmackDown? This will be extremely interesting to check out. Um, I, I, I can't give you my prediction until we talk about it next week on the Main Event Talk Podcast. Singles matchup, Brock Lesnar go one-on-one against Cody Rhodes. This has yet to be determined if it's going to be either a singles match or a no-holds-barred or anything in that particular nature. Because, come on, let's be honest, you cannot leave this match as one-on-one. You cannot, under any circumstances, unless they decide to do it anyway, right? Or unless they announce something after the match is over or before the match is over. I don't know, but we'll see how it goes. Let's see, Tag Team Championships. The undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships will be on the line as the champions. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will be defending their championship against two members of the Bloodline. The undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Champion Roman Reigns. Undisputed WWE Universal Champion, I'm sorry. Roman Reigns. Alongside with Solo Sokoa. With Paul Heyman and their side. That will be interesting right there. 
Gunther will be defending his Intercontinental Championship against Mustafa Ali, which that's kind of interesting in itself, considering a lot of people wanted to see Johnny Gargano go after Gunther, but that's a discussion for another day. And of course, and it was already announced about a couple of days ago, Bianca Belair to defend the Raw Women's Championship against Asuka. Okay, so that's going to happen. Now, this event is called Night of Champions, and so far we have the new World Heavyweight Championship on the line, the Tag Team Titles will be on the line, the Intercontinental Championship will be on the line, and the SmackDown Women's Championship is also on the line with one singles match to go along with it. So we don't have a match for the United States Championship just yet. I'm thinking it's going to be, and from what I saw this past Friday night on SmackDown, uh, I believe the next matchup will probably be Austin Theory, the United States champion, to defend his championship against Sheamus, who's a former United States champion. That matchup could happen at Night of Champions. It's just a prediction right now. Uh, nothing nothing too strenuous and everything. Nothing to look into, but I think that that's what's going to happen at Night of Champions. Uh, another championship matchup to take place. Now, I don't think this will happen, and i got to report this right here, right now. We know and we heard about this that the women's tag team championships have been officially vacated because, as you guys know, Liv Morgan was injured and she won't be able to compete. She's going to be out of action for quite a while. So Ra Raquel Rodriguez had no choice but to go ahead and relinquish the championships. So this coming Monday night on Monday Night Raw, we're going to have ourselves a four-way to determine who will be the new women's tag team champions. And it's going to consist of Raquel Rodriguez, of, of a partner of her choosing to become champions, take on Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. That's a team. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Wow, that's not a surprise. And then you got Bailey and Io Sky of Damage Control. So this is uh, this is going to be interesting. Now, this is going to happen on Monday night. Now, we do not know if those championships are going to be defended at Night of Champions, but one would assume that those championships should be defended. Should be defended over there because it's called Night of Champions. But in, in a way, I don't expect it to happen. I think those are the only championships that I see that will not be defended over there. Now, as far as the SmackDown Women's Championship, listen, I know a lot of people do not want to see Rhea Ripley take on Natalya, but... What other challenges does she have at this point? I mean, I know some people are going to say, you, well, you could put anybody else except Natalia. Here's the thing. Natalia's a veteran. Natalia knows what's up. I know it's boring. I know it sucks. But just go ahead and give it to her anyway. Give Natalia. Give Rhea Ripley. They'll have a solid match. Rhea retains her championship. What's the big deal? Okay? What's the big deal? If it happens. If it happens. Let's see. So we have the SmackDown Women's Championship that's not on the line yet. The United States Championship match is not on the line yet, so that would be two matches. We know the Women's Tag Team Championships will not be on the line, so uh, there's only five matches at this point in time as far as United Champions go, so I'm looking to see at least maybe two or maybe three more matches should be added. Expect the United States Championship to be on the line. Expect the, let's see, the SmackDown Women's Championship to be on the line as well. I doubt we're going to have the tag team titles on the line, but we will see if there's another matchup added. So, uh, oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. There is one more match that is going to be added and we will know if it's official until we get to it. It's going to be Becky Lynch going one-on-one -on -one against Trish Stratus. A pretty much a legends match in certain ways because you got Becky Lynch on one side, you got Trish Stratus on the other, and it's supposed to take place at Night of Champions. 
Um, but it's not official yet, but we will find out if it's official this coming Monday night on Monday Night Raw. So those are the matches that are going to happen at Night of Champions and the matchup, matchups I just mentioned. The five ones that I talked about are the official matches, and that's all going to take place at Night of Champions on Saturday, May the 27th. It's going to take place live on Peacock, and for us here in Corpus Christi, Texas, we're going to be checking it out right around the afternoon time. Countdown show will start at 11 p.m. The entire show itself will take place around 12 o'clock, so 12, 1, 2, 3. Expect the show to end either at 3 o'clock or 3.30, depending on how long it goes. Okay, so let's get into Sunday. Let's get into the two events that are going to happen on Sunday on Memorial Day weekend on Sunday. So this is going to be NXT Battleground. This is, uh, so far, five matches for that one are scheduled to happen. And here's what's going to happen. Let's see. Last man standing match. Ilya Dragunov to go one-on-one against Dijak. Triple threat match for the North American Championship. Wesley, Tyler Bate, and Joe Gacy. Let's see. British round rules match for the NXT Heritage Cup. It's going to consist of Noam Dar. No. Is that... It's Noam, right? Not Foam. Noam. Noam Dar. Nomadar, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that dude's name. I'm sorry. And he's going to take on Dragon Lee in this matchup. Tournament finals for the vacated NXT Women's Championship. Roxanne Perez or Tiffany Stratton will take on either Cora Jade or Laya Valkyrie. Now, before we get to the next matchup, these two, uh, these two matches will take place this coming Tuesday on NXT. You, you know, you almost see this coming, and I'm hoping that this is the case here. Roxanne Perez at, or Tiffany Stratton, that's going to happen on Tuesday. I, I Roxanne is too easy. You know she's going to she, you know she's going to beat Tiffany Stratton. But I have said a few times that Tiffany Stratton is probably not only the hottest woman in NXT. But also, definitely someone that will be a future NXT Women's Champion. And I was kind of hoping for her and Roxanne Perez to walk into the finals. But I didn't look at the brackets very, very closely. So, I I hate to say this, unless Tiffany decides to move forward. Well, let me give you my analysis on this one. So, say Roxanne Perez wins on this one match. And you got Core Jade and... Lyra Valkyria. Say Cora Jade wins her match and Roxanne Perez wins that match. You basically have the match that we all seen before and we all know the results could be a whole lot different if it happens. In other words, if Roxanne Perez takes on Cora Jade, we're going to end up seeing Cora Jade become champion, which I think is a mistake. I think Cora Jade needs a little more time before she becomes champion. Right now, Tiffany Stratton could take on, say, Valkyria, right? And if it ends up that way, I don't mind Tiffany Stratton be the champion because that will work out perfectly. If you let Valk- Valkyria win, that would be good as well, but I don't think the fans will take a liking to her just yet. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's going to be the case. 
Now, say if Tiffany Stratton wins and Cora Jade wins, a lot of people are going to be wanting Tiffany Stratton to win instead of Cora Jade. Okay? That would be interesting there. Now, how about this one? Roxanne Perez to take on Valkyria. Once again, just like I said, I don't think Valkyria is ready yet. She, she definitely deserves to be in this level, but she's not ready to be in the level of a Roxanne Perez. So out of the four individuals, let me put this in this perspective. Roxanne, I wouldn't mind. Tiffany Stratton, I wouldn't mind. Core Jade, not ready yet. Valkyria, not ready yet. So this is how I'm looking at it from the perspective. If it ends up being Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade, I'm going to go with Roxanne Perez for obvious reasons. If it ends up being Tiffany Stratton taking on Valkyria, Tiffany Stratton to win the whole thing. Tiffany Stratton to take on Cora Jade, Tiffany Stratton should win. Roxanne Perez against Valkyria, Roxanne to win. So it's a very big mix-up. So who should win the entire match? Now, my prediction will go like this. Tiffany Stratton to win the first match, if she can get by Roxanne Perez, to take on, let's see, to take on uh, either Core. I'm going to have to go with Valkyria. I mean, look, Core Jade would be the obvious winner, but I'm going to go with Valkyria because we, we need someone different right now. We, I don't want Cora Jade. I really don't want to see Cora Jade win this match. Now, uh, hold on a second. Uh, kind of got distracted a little bit. Um, okay. So, uh, okay. And the next match, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I got, I got distracted a little bit there. Uh, the, Carmelo Hayes to take on Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. That's going to take place at NXT Battleground on Sunday, May the 26th. So, 27th, I'm sorry. 28, 28, 28. I I keep mixing the dates up and everything else like that. But that's what's going to take place at NXT Battleground. Five matches and no doubt maybe one more or two more matches to be announced. For NXT Battleground, so stay tuned as it happens. Now, let's get to AEW's Double or Nothing, and there are a total of nine, count them nine, count them nine, count them nine matches that will take place at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view, and I guarantee you, we're going to have at least 13 matches. And I say 13 because AEW cannot be smart and keep it down to at least nine or ten. Okay? But... They want to get everybody in there. So why not get them all in there? Be stupid. Get them all in there. You dumb moron. All right. Here are the matches that are going to take place at this event. Let's see. An unsanctioned match, which was just announced from this past Friday's Rampage. Adam Cole to go one-on-one against Chris Jericho. Six-man tag team matchup. If Hardy Party wins, Matt Hardy will own Ethan Page's contract. The Firm... Oh, this match was just added. The Firm of Ethan Page, Austin Gunn, and Colton Gunn to take on the Hardy Party of Isaiah Cassidy, Jeff Hardy, and Matt Hardy. Ah. 
The next matchup, Jade Cargill to go one-on-one against Valkyria. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, against Taya Valkyrie, all right, for the AEW Women's uh, TBS Championship, okay? Anarchy in the arena match. Oh, dear God. Why? Somebody tell me why. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. But unfortunately, we're going to have this match anyway. It's members of the Bat Bull. Members of the Black Pool Combat Club to take on the elite, ladies and gentlemen. The Blackpool Combat Club consists of Ryan Danielson, John Moxley, Claudio Cascinoli, and Wheeler Yuta to take on the elite of Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and the return of Hangman Adam Page. How ridiculous is that, ladies and gentlemen? Let's move on to the next matchup right here. Jamie Hayter to go one-on-one against Tony Storm for the AEW Women's World Championship. 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal for the AEW International Championship. Orange Cassidy. I'm sorry. My apologies. Orange Cassidy. To defend the championship against... um, What does it say? Aaron Solo, Powerhouse Hobbs, QT Marshall, and 17 other competitors. Who cares? Ladder match for the AEW TNT Championship. Wardlow to defend his championship against Christian Cage. Tag team championship matchup will be on the line as FTR defend their championships as with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. FTR, I'm sorry, FTR to take on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And it doesn't, does it say? Oh, Mark Briscoe to be the special guest referee. And of course, in our main event for AEW, Double or nothing. It's going to be the AEW World Heavyweight Championship to be on the line. It's a Pillars four-way match. I don't understand why they call it a a Pillars four-way. Just call it a four-way, all right? Just call it a four-way. Just call it a four-way. It makes much more sense. But anyways, MJF to defend his championship against Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Darby Allen. So those are the events that are going to be happening on Memorial Day weekend, now just to reiterate and just go ahead and get this out of the way. Part one will consist of Under Siege and Night of Champions, while part two consists of Battleground and Double or Nothing. That's all going to take place next week on the Mini Event Talk podcast. And on those episodes, we will discuss and talk about all the matches, who I think will win, who I think will lose, and what will happen in the next few days coming to these events. On Memorial Day weekend, if you got nothing to do on Memorial Day weekend, and if you want to have yourself a wrestling good time, these are the events to check out. Under Siege, Night of Champions, Battleground, and Double or Nothing. All to take place on Memorial Day weekend. Guys, make your plans now. It's going to be one hell of a wrestling Memorial Day weekend. Arcadian Vanguard presents the Wrestling News in your daily wrestling newscast for Saturday, May 20th, 2023. Good morning, I'm Mike Sepervivi. We begin with AEW news. 
The company has penciled in Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida as a backup location for the television debut of AEW Collision if the company makes the decision to pull the show from Chicago's United Center. First reported by Fightful's Sean Ross Sapp and later confirmed by the Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer, the 5,500-seat Jacksonville Amphitheater would host the premiere episode of AEW's new Saturday night television show if the show is shifted from the 21,000-seat indoor arena in Chicago. An issue involving the return of CM Punk arose on Tuesday reportedly over the job status of Ace Steel, leading the company to pull all collision advertising materials related to the Chicago native from the show's announcement during the Warner Brothers Discovery upfronts on Wednesday morning. An announcement made on the location of the June 17th debut was expected to happen during last Wednesday night's episode of Dynamite. Instead, AEW Chief Executive Tony Khan stated he would reveal the details on this coming Wednesday's program. In WWE news, last night's episode of WWE SmackDown was broadcast live on Fox from the Thompson Bowling Arena in Columbia, South Carolina. Undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns made an appearance to open the show during an angle in which he was confronted by undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. The Usos jumped Zayn and Owens from behind during the segment, claiming to be protecting Reigns, but Reigns rejected their gesture, which he had not authorized. For the main event, Reigns refused to accompany the Usos for their match against Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar of the LWO. The Usos lost the match, and the show closed with a frustrated Reigns watching from his dressing room. a disaster for the Usos, but let it be said, that was from no fault of their own. They got screwed tonight. It doesn't matter because the Usos lost. And the Tribal Chief is not happy. Also on the show, the tag teams of Pretty Deadly and NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Alba Fire and Isla Dawn made their official SmackDown in-ring debuts with Pretty Deadly defeating Ridge Holland and Butch and Fire and Dawn beating Valentina Faraz and Ulyssa Leone. AJ Styles appeared on the main roster debut of Grayson Waller's Waller Effect interview segment, discussing his upcoming match against Seth Rollins at Night of Champions to determine the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I trained so hard. You've never seen someone train as hard as me. I believe it. I believe it. Because I knew at some point there would be an opportunity, and here it is, an opportunity to be the World Heavyweight Champion. And I want it more than the air that I breathe. In other results, the Street Profits beat L.A. Knight and Rick Boogs, and Asuka defeated Zelina Vega by submission. Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair made the save after the match, but was blasted once again by Asuka's Mist. All Elite Wrestling presented Rampage last night on TNT, featuring matches taped Wednesday night at the Moody Center in Austin, Texas. In the opening match, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, and John Moxley of the Blackpool Combat Club defeated Bandito and Best Friends when Yuta pinned Chuck Taylor. 
In an angle later in the show, Adam Cole entered the building and attacked Chris Jericho while Jericho was doing guest commentary in the broadcast booth. The two brawled on the ramp until being pulled apart by security. The main event saw Dustin Rhodes beat Bishop Khan in Rhodes' first singles match in three months. Khan attacked Rhodes after the match along with Brian Cage, Swerve Strickland, and Prince Nana. Keith Lee attempted to make the save but was also overwhelmed by the four attackers. Cage with Keith Lee on his shoulder. Oh! I've never seen Keith Lee manhandle like that in my life. I don't think he's ever been, and that's why, and they're not done. And that chair, that could have been disastrous. This is a sadistic group with no conscience. TBS champion Jay Cargill extended her undefeated record to 59-0, defeating two consecutive challengers, Danny B and Genesis, within minutes. When Cargill called for a third challenger, Taya Valkyrie jumped the next challenger on her way down the ramp, stormed the ring, and ran off Cargill, Layla Gray, and Smart Mark Sterling. Is she answering the open challenge here tonight? She's a veteran. And, she and knows her opportunities are not going to come along every week. And, and look at Mark Sterling arguing with Bryce oh, Richburg. other results, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn beat the varsity athletes and the Gunn brothers and Ethan Page attacked the Hardy Boys and Brother Zay, formerly known as Isaiah Cassidy. In video game news, AEW's Fight Forever game will be released on Tuesday, June 27th, according to an exclusive report yesterday from Fightful. The date was reportedly chosen to coincide with the AEW New Japan co-promoted Forbidden Door 2 pay-per-view event happening on June 25th. The game has been in development since November 2020 with tentative release dates postponed in the past. An official announcement from AEW is expected next week. In news from Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling presented Night 7 of the Best of the Super Juniors Tournament yesterday in Aomori, Japan. Winning in Block A matches were Hiromu Takahashi, Taiji Ishimori, Leo Rush, Sho and Doki. Victorious and Block B matches were El Desperado, Yo, Francesco Akira, Robbie Eagles, and Master Wato. And in Lucha Libre news, El Templario vacated the CMLL Mexican National Middleweight title earlier this week after winning the CMLL World Middleweight Championship from Dragon Rojo Jr. last weekend at Arena Mexico. Templario became the first wrestler to ever hold both the middleweight titles at the same time, he had held the Mexican national middleweight title since September of 2021. A tournament is now expected to be held to determine a new Mexican national middleweight champion. Established in 1933, the Mexican national middleweight championship has been recognized over the years by both CMLL and AAA and is the second oldest active wrestling title in the world behind only CMLL's Mexican national heavyweight championship, which dates back to 1926, predating the promotion itself. And before we leave you today, we'd like to remind you that however you consume your content, you can find the wrestling news 24 hours a day and seven days a week across social media. 
on Twitter, follow us at Wrestling News AV. Our Facebook page is also Wrestling News AV. The Wrestling News can also be found on the Arcadian Vanguard YouTube page. And for those who utilize Amazon Echo devices, just tell Alexa to play the Wrestling News podcast. And remember to make sure you add podcast at the end. Once again, for daily updates, breaking news, and more, follow the Wrestling News across social media. And that's the news for today. If anything happens, we will be here to tell you about it. No clickbait, no paywall, just the wrestling news. The Wrestling News is a division of Arcadian Vanguard, and the Wrestling Newscast is a production of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network. Okay, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. We hope you have enjoyed it. Now, once again, just to reiterate, next week on the Main Event Talk Podcast, there will be a two-part episode that is, uh, well, I've changed it a little bit now. It's it's now entitled uh, Memorial Day Wrestling Weekend. So we're all going to have an opportunity to check out part one and part two as it happens. Part one will be released on Friday, which we'll talk about Under Siege and Night of Champions. And part two will consist of NXT Battleground and AEW All In that will be released on Saturday. Now, those events are going to happen on Memorial Day weekend. So, guys, check your local listings, check your pay-per-view providers, and see what's going to happen. And, hey, it's going to be one hell of a Memorial Day weekend. And I'm certainly looking forward to it because I'm going to be off on a Monday, which is Memorial Day. And I'll be able to have... My fun, my good time, and everything else like that as it takes place. So, <laughs> and also, oh, and also, I hope you have enjoyed the song from uh, Eyes Wide Open, the song We're the Walking Dead. That is an incredible song. And uh, the band's been around for quite a while, and uh, I've not heard any of their material, and I am certainly looking forward to listening to that, because I've always been intrigued by listening to some new music and everything else like that, and I hope you have enjoyed all the other, you know, pieces of music that I put together, and everything else like that should be incredible, so guys, as always, follow the main event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at main event player, you can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player, and if you want a friend request me on, on Facebook, As I always say, proceed at your own fucking risk. And also get a chance to check out all of my reels on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, Everything covering what's happening when it comes to Night of Champions, uh, AEW's Double or Nothing, and any special reel that I put together. I hope you guys get a chance to enjoy to uh, check it out in every way possible that you can. So... Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Remember, next week, Memorial Day weekend, all of those that I've talked about, part one and part two, will happen, and we'll be able to cover it as we can. And I'll give you some more information in regards to AEW's collision, and we'll see how that show goes. And if CM Punk definitely shows up, well... We'll we'll see what happens. We'll we'll just see what happens. In the meantime, thank you, and I'll see you next week. Why? Because I can, and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. And uh, there is one more thing that I want to mention before I go ahead and go. 
Um, <clears throat> and I failed to bring this up at the very beginning of the show, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it up right here because I think it's only appropriate. Um, about a few days ago, um, the news broke out about uh, WWE, former WWF superstar Billy Graham, who had passed away at the age of 79. Uh, he, had dealing, he had been dealing with a lot of health issues within the past several years. Uh, superstar, definitely one of the greatest uh, world champions of all time. And I know that, um, you know, he, he was, like I said, he was dealing with a lot of health issues. Uh, he was one of the uh, one of the biggest influences in professional wrestling when it came to people like Hulk Hogan and Jesse the Body Ventura, Ravishing Rick Rude. You know, he, he was so full of charisma. He had, you know, everything that it looked to be a champion in every way possible, and he was just incredible. You know, he was just incredible for what he is. You know. Um, I didn't know, and I'll be honest right here, I didn't know who Superstar was until, I think it was 1990, uh, 1988, I think. Uh, I was watching WrestleMania IV, and I saw this guy that was walking around with a guy named, uh, he used to be known as the Fabulous Morocco or the Magnificent Morocco, but then he was called the Rock Don Morocco, Right. And all of a sudden, I, I see this uh, this big figure, and I didn't know who he was. And then they mentioned superstar Billy Graham, and they also mentioned he was a former WWE champion. I was like, oh, wow, I, I had no idea. Because as a kid, you know, when you were watching, you know, you know, when you're watching guys like Hogan and Andre the Giant and Ted DiBiase and everything else like that, it's it's hard to remember that you didn't know about who superstar Billy Graham was. But when you find out as a kid, then you begin to understand it and respect it in every way possible. You know, he was, uh, he was um, commentating uh, with uh, Gorilla Monsoon at the first SummerSlam back in 1988. And I had a chance to listen to that. While Jesse the Body Ventura was uh, the referee for the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. That was one of the things that I remember about it. So, uh, and that's all I remember. Uh, I, I, there was a lot of other stuff that I heard about Billy Graham and everything else like that. A lot of controversy, a lot of stuff that people have heard about over the years. And I really don't feel like talking about it right now. But I just want to go ahead and take this opportunity to remember superstar Billy Graham for what he was. He was a major influence in professional wrestling. He was a major influence to all. And no doubt there's a lot of people that still are influenced by this man to this very day. So with that being said, here's a special tribute to the late, great superstar, Billy Graham. Thank you, Billy, and we'll miss you. I'll see you next week, guys. I am a reflection of perfection. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, because nobody is beautiful and powerful as me. Introducing from Paradise Valley, Arizona, superstar. The WWE family is saddened by the passing of Hall of Famer, superstar Billy Graham. Billy Graham was definitely ahead of his time. He was another intensity, another level, and another color chart brighter. There's more colors on my body than the rainbow in the sky, daddy. Superstar Billy Graham was just a new dimension, redefining, evolving the term of sports entertainment.
They had never seen anything like it. He had the look, and he certainly could talk on the mic. I eat T-bone steaks. I did a barbell place. I'm getting sweeter than a trimmer chocolate cake. The man of the hour. The man with all the power. Sweet sour. I am the superstar. He was the first guy to come along with the out-of-this-world physique. Look at the size of those upper arms. He set the standard of what people thought a superstar should look like. With an unrivaled charisma, Superstar became one of the most iconic villains of all time. And in 1977, Graham would shock the world by defeating the legendary Bruno Sammartino to capture the WWF Championship, ushering in a new era of sports entertainment. Billy Graham was the main reason I got in this business. I said, man, I want to be just like him. He just had something so special. It was unbelievable. He is bad to the bone. The controversy indicates stardom. Superstar Billy Graham might just be the biggest star of them all. 20 years ahead of his time, he truly was the very first sports entertainer. Superstar Billy Graham, what you see is what you get, and what you don't is better yet.